The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and our recaps are taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Of course, uh, this is a very special day. It's the holidays, unless you're watching this, I don't know, like in March of next year or something. Yeah, but it's going up on Christmas Eve, Friday. Christmas Christmas Eve, Eve, yeah. Yeah, so uh, in order to ensure that we have the appropriate amount of time off, we can spend it with our families. We're recording uh, this uh, very special going in raw view. I personally hope we do more of these yeah, I think uh, in the new year. I think they're pretty fun to do to go back and, and look at these time capsules, old wrestling pay-per-views. In this case, we're doing SummerSlam 2005. One of the friendos had requested this when we did a charity stream a long time ago. Uh, and so hopefully the friendo is, is still around and is still watching. Congratulations. You get your SummerSlam 2005 review. But uh, uh, I, I actually enjoyed SummerSlam 2005 if, if for no other reason. I thought there was plenty of good stuff in it. But if for no other reason, it's always fun to look at a snapshot of uh, WWE at a certain point and then see where people were coming from, where they ended up going. And especially in this case with SummerSlam 2005, the level of changing narratives of behind the scenes negotiations between two forces of nature 
in the wrestling business, of course, Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. It was interesting to go and dig into more of that and see if there was ever a definitive story told about what was going on back there, and there there really wasn't. Well, you, you have uh, Shawn Michaels. He's talked about it. Hogan has talked about it from their own uh, uh, points of view. And then on the uh, episode of Something to Wrestle With on SummerSlam 2005, uh, there's some aspects of the story that Bruce – uh, kind of says, nah, not, 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 that's not how it happened. But then and there's some aspects of it that he does confirm. Ultimately, he says it comes down to, there's two things that he says. It wasn't Hogan that pulled the plug on this potential three-match series. He says it was Vince. Now, that's not to say Hogan didn't go to Vince and says this doesn't work for me, brother, and therefore Vince plugged the, uh, pulled the plug because Hogan didn't want to do it. Uh, but he uh, Pritchard says that ultimately he kind of feels like both Shawn Michaels and Hogan kind of worked themselves into a shoot. There are some bruised egos, and that's ultimately why this match, this, this feud, which was supposed to last three matches, only ended up lasting one. Kind of a shame, too, because the idea that I think they were supposed to get like a steel cage match after this one, and like, and then it was supposed to blow off at Unforgiven or something. Well, like it was that. supposed to be or Survivor, Survivor Series, series and, and depending yeah. on the account, the blow off was supposed to be the cage match. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, yeah, Survivor Series, and then I think, but it's interesting because I think even Shawn Michaels. Gave one version of the story after this, and then in later years gave a different version of his story on this. So even his narrative alone sort of changed. I mean, that's just sort of life. Like everybody has their own version of the truth, and the the actual truth lies somewhere probably in between. Two egos colliding. It was bound. Uh, but in terms of the actual match itself, which was actually when you take away you know, what it's most known for, Shawn Michaels overselling Hulk Hogan, it's a really solid match. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really solid match. I I, I really enjoyed it. And, and and the instances where Shawn Michaels are, is overselling are kind of relegated to the beginning and end of the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like he's cartoonishly overselling for the full 20 minutes of the bout. It opens mm-hmm. up uh, whatever Hogan is putting offense together which is the beginning and end of the match, like a lot of Hogan matches. This, uh, in a lot of ways, this match reminded me, not exactly like by a stretch of the imagination, beat for beat, reminded me a lot of of Macho Man in Hogan at WrestleMania five, where mm-hmm. for the first you know, two-thirds, three-quarters of the match, it's a Macho Man, or in this case, a Shawn Michaels match, and then the last quarter of it turns into your typical Hogan match. Hulk's out, leg drop, or sorry, big boot, leg drop, one, two, three, brother. Hogan wins, um, but everything preceding your typical Hogan match is very reminiscent of who, what his opponent at the time, Macho Man and, and Shawn Michaels, was really doing at the time. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there was a push and pull in in Michaels' head over it's like, man, I really kind of want to fuck with this guy, but at the same time, I have such a, a, a huge reputation as being the best worker in history, yeah. and I want to live up to that too and bring this guy to a killer match. Yeah, at the same time, I really want to stick it to stick him. it to him. So, it, interestingly, uh, Pritchard has a fairly diplomatic view of the overselling. So he he mm-hmm. says when people are watching it backstage at first, they're like, "What the hell is he doing?" And then the more mm-hmm. he did it, at least for Pritchard, he's like, "Oh." This is the story that Shawn Michaels is telling in this match. Yeah. He's, he's essentially putting out a parody of '80s Hogan matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and 
you know, and a lot of people, that's, you know, that's, there's a lot of uh, stuff on this card. I was kind of surprised. A, how stacked the roster was in 2005. Oh, man. And, it was ridiculous. And, and all the noteworthy matches that are actually on this card, uh, still, the Hogan-Shawn Michaels uh, match 16 years later still gets a lot of people talking because of Shawn Michaels overselling. But actually watching yeah. the match back again, mm-hmm. yeah, he oversells at moments, but I don't feel like it overshadows the bout as a whole. In a, if Yeah. I mean... In retrospect, it does because people, when they've re- when they've gone back to look at it, will pick those pieces out and say, "Hey, because you know things, especially nowadays, work so much better as gifts." You know, yeah. it's like when you can when you can pick and choose certain things. This is the longest match on the card. It's like a twenty four minute match, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's pretty. Long. This is a long. This is a long match. This is by far the longest match on the card. I think the next longest match is like sixteen minutes, and I think that was uh, Cena Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Or no 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 no. Orton it was a, it was a, Undertaker it was, a, it was, was the, seventeen. It was minutes. the ladder match. The ladder match was twenty minutes. Oh, was that twenty? Okay, I know Orton. That see that match actually kind of needed to be as long as it was. That was a phenomenal match, yeah. and I even I even liked the telenovela uh, ending to it when mm-hmm. Vicky mm-hmm. was covering it. I love that from from beginning to end. And again, that's one of those things where there there's plenty to make fun of about it. Just the general nature of it. Yeah, but. Um, that they played it so that especially Eddie played it so straight was so awesome. Well, and that everybody across the board actually delivered in terms of the performance aspect of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but you know, you had Orton versus Undertaker, which is also a really, really long match. That was actually a really fun match too, it was just good. because they, you know, Orton was so quick back then, you know, because he was he was a lot less stalking guy well, he was also like in his mid-20s now. you know he's also in his mid-20s yeah so he's gonna be a lot quicker um but uh undertaker was um he was younger than us there he was like <laughs> he was like two it's like two or three years he was 41 he looks like he could be like two years younger than he is now i know he doesn't look that much different than he does no. now no yeah, he was 41 at the time oh my goodness <laughs> I was like, how old is this guy right here? Jericho was 35 yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Hogan was probably, what, like 50? Something like that, yeah. Five and he was not yeah, moving was. well. He was not no, moving well. No. He had a knee brace on one of his legs, and you can tell. Yeah, he was hobbling around, especially before the match started. During mm-hmm. entrances, he was limping around pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was – um. I, so I – I, I do remember watching this. I don't know where I was. I mean, I know where I was at the time I was living in our old house. That's a great question, actually. Where were we at the time? This is August of 2005. Um, I was living, I think, in our old house back then. I think. Uh, August 2005. I had moved out of the house by that point. I think so. Remember exactly uh, where I was living, but, but I, I do. I think I remember watching this. I remember being interested in the Edge Matt Hardy match because that at the time was like huge scandal. You know, it was like oh my. Even though you find out later on, you know, Matt Hardy had said, you know, the actual drama between me, Edge, and Lita was long in the past. Like they were, they had, he had, they had split up. Long before any of this, you know, any of it became public, mm-hmm. it was all in the past. So, like, this was just him trying to do business with Edge. Yeah. And he had been released prior to this, and they brought him back for it. And he ended up staying with the company for a little while after mm-hmm. 
But uh, I remember being, you know, I was I was really into that. I was like, man, I hope they give Matt Hart, let Matt Hardy, you know, get something over edge. I forgot that this is how that match ended, <laughs> just sort of with the turd, because it wasn't that that was not good. And they had a series of matches afterwards. Yeah. Matt Hardy won and then he lost and it was like a loser leaves raw match and he was sent to SmackDown. Yeah, afterwards. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the finish of that match was terrible. It, it should have been the opposite. That's really what should have been. It should have been stoppage yeah. because Matt Hardy beat up Edge and made him and made him all bloody, you know? Yeah. But then it's yeah. interesting hearing Pritchard talk about it. We get it, Pretty much he said he was defending the finish, saying, well, it showed that Matt, even though he lost, still had fight in him. I'm like... He didn't. He, he He's pouring <laughs> blood from his head. He looks concussed because Edge booted him in, in <laughs> yeah. the dome right before yeah, the ref called for the bell. He yeah, looked he's barely alive. Defeated. Yeah. He looked emotionally, physically, mentally just completely defeated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was no fight left in that. No, he, that sign in the audience says Matt already doesn't die. Well, he comes close, though. <laughs> yeah, cause he's, yeah. And I'm like... He, he kind of chalked it up, well, it was a fluke thing. He hit his head on the ring post. He got busted open, and that's why he lost. But, you know, he still had more fight in him. I'm like, uh-uh, no. It, the, the story mm -hmm. the story involved the fluke thing, or is he saying that the busted open was a fluke? Because the busted open, I thought, clearly was a blade job. Oh, in terms of kayfabe, the story of the match. Oh, was, the story. Okay, okay. Him yeah, getting yeah, busted yeah. open was a fluke thing. And Okay. I mean, just as a matter of adding flukes to your stories, really <laughs> – <laughs> that's the worst way to go yeah but no okay so why does this happen get this it's a fluke <laughs> it's, get this it's just one of those things that happened <laughs> okay, it was a great story beat that plays into the finish of the match what is it it's just, just one of those things that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man before um, we before we get into the kind of the the, the minutiae of the show uh there's a couple of interesting bits uh, gleaned from something to wrestle with. But around this time, apparently, WB was negotiating with Brock Lesnar on a return. They announced it on .com. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So he had left a year earlier. He left at WrestleMania yeah. 2004 was his last match, wasn't yeah, it? 20? 20? Yeah, because 21. I went to the WrestleMania prior to this, uh, prior to this show. Yeah. Uh, don't remember much about it. It had a couple of classic matches, yeah, but Shawn don't remember Michaels much about it. Kurt Angle from that show was really I good. know, I know, really good. Um, so I remember, uh, uh, yeah. So like a year, that's interesting. And then he was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do yeah, that." Yeah, ended up going to Japan, I believe. Yes, that's right. He had like a Shinsuke Nakamura match. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. kind of weird. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
apparently Chris Jericho's contract actually expired prior to the SummerSlam. He was working like on a appearance deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, according to Bruce, originally Jericho was supposed to have a feud against Carlito. Mm-hmm. And then Jericho lobbied Vince to get the Cena program instead to help put Cena over while Jericho was on his way out the door to take some time off. Um, yeah, he took like two years two off. Years and I off, think yeah. this is the time when, uh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember there being an image of his silhouette on like TNA's website around that, like after this, like in his time off. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I just looked this up. So it said, this is from squared circle and they pulled it from a uh, Jericho second book. It's a Jericho had brief negotiations with TNA in 2007. So WWE would give him a better contract. It said, uh, <clears throat> Barry Bloom and I had been negotiating with WWE for weeks and couldn't come to an agreement. I had a certain dollar figure in mind that I wanted in order to come back and they were hesitant to give it to me. So after my meeting with Dixie, I had Chad type up an email asking if Chris Jericho was going to TNA since he had just seen him eating lunch with Jeff Jarrett and Dixie Carter in Tampa. He signed it. And Ralph Molina, the drummer of Neil Young's Crazy Horse, uh, he, oh, he signed it Ralph Molina and wisely sent it off to a few prominent wrestling websites. The news spread quickly, and suddenly the magic number was soon agreed upon. <laughs> that meant everything to me as it proved that Vince saw me as a major player, something I hadn't felt for the last few years. I worked for him. Two years later, I signed my contract. For the first time in 26 months, I was once again employed at WWE, all thanks to the assist from the drummer from Crazy Horse. Yeah. Huh. Did not know That's, that. Yeah, so, yeah, Dixie Carter had been... Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't have anything to do with the... I swear... At some point, there was like a weird TNA, like Chris Jericho tease. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this 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 next little bit was interesting. Apparently, this 2005 SummerSlam was the second most purchased SummerSlam ever in terms of buy rate. Second only that to is, 1998. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's interesting. Uh, not sure. Sh- I mean, look, it's it's funny because this is one of the things that I really when. When Pritchard in his podcast was talking about going into Hogan uh, uh, Michaels and how to approach it, and why and 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 Michaels being reluctant to be a bad guy, at least a full on bad guy, Hogan had suggested, according to Wade Keller, Hogan had suggested that uh, HBK superkick his son in the buildup, and Michaels was hesitant to do that, mm-hmm. and there was a push and pull there. I agreed with Pritchard because Pritchard was like, this just needed to be two all-time great baby faces trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Best of the 80s, best of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you look at Rock Hogan from a couple of years earlier, that's exactly what they did. I mean, I know Hogan was supposed to be – the plans changed for Hogan because of the crowd reaction yeah. in that build because the NWO was supposed to be bad and everything. But then once Hogan got out there with The Rock, people were like, whoa, that's – that's not the NWO. That's just Hogan. You know, it's yeah. like, that's what matters here. And they decided, hey, this is going to be good guy. And that's all it ended up needing to be. I'm surprised they didn't learn from that and say, hey, this can be the same thing. You just need to do babyface versus babyface and, and you're good to go. Yeah. And then I know uh, Pritchard tries to kind of say, well, a heel Shawn Michaels or a heelish Shawn Michaels would play well with his fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and he does reference that 
yeah, Hogan's a baby face, but he still had some heel tendencies. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. furthers my thesis that Hogan was always a heel. Um, uh, oh, this is what it was. So, uh, yeah, on Chris Jericho's website, he posted, I don't know if you guys can see this, but a picture of him in front of a TNA logo. <laughs> I found this old column from 2005, uh, Online World of Wrestling, win-win for Y2J, September 1st, 2005. So this is after he had left. Um it said, uh, recently I read an article explaining that Jericho said he was just taking a long break in order to spend time with his family, tour with his band Fozzie, and discover a possible career in show business. It was also made clear that Jericho was confident in returning to WWE for sure. As well, weeks before Raw, Chris Jericho denied reports of leaving WWE on WWE.com. Then a symbol appeared that shook the Y2J fan base. Now removed, a total nonstop wrestling logo appeared on Chris Jericho's website. Could he be leaving for TNA? Um... And I don't even know if this is ever really. I mean, he probably explained it in his book. Yeah. Because, like, it was on his website. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He was teasing the fan base, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Getting people talking. Yeah. But going back to the to the Michael Hogan thing, I, yeah, I never thought this needed to be anything more than just, like, two really huge baby faces yeah. going at it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it, it's a match that sells itself, you know? Absolutely, um, but, and yeah, I mean, yeah, main event, and it had the the tagline was just Hogan versus Michaels, it was you know, legend versus icon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you notice where uh, uh, Shawn Michaels super kicked Hulk Hogan? Did you notice what venue that was? Uh, was it the same place as the screw job? It no, it was Arco Arena. Oh, oh, the the first suit, the turn, the yeah, first yeah, super yeah. kick. Oh, yeah. that was in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, I didn't. Whenever okay. I watch wrestling footage, I'm like. I always pay attention oh, to where they're funny. at, and if it yeah, looks familiar, yeah, yeah. I start really paying attention. Like that's yeah. Sacramento. I assume nothing happens here. <laughs> so yeah, that no, would but never, you look back, and actually, would, a lot of yeah. stuff has happened in terms. Yeah, of no, I know. I had a Royal Rumble in Sacramento, you know. Yeah, no, I got the poster for that. It was. Uh, do you do you know the the main event it was on that Bret match Hart versus Razor Ramon? I think the show started at two thirty in the afternoon. Razor Ramon. That poster used to yeah, be right behind me at the office. So I'd always look. Oh, at, at the it. old office. Yeah, it's behind the. The going in Rob sign back yes. there. Um, so we do have some quotes from interviews that uh, Hogan and Shawn Michaels did regarding the main event. I guess we can get into that more when we talk about that particular bout. Yeah, sure. Um, and we just get into this. Uh, the opening bout, Orlando Jordan. You know, if you're looking at this on the network back in the old days, it'd be Orlando Jordan in singles action. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Taking on Chris Benoit. This match was pretty short. Uh, 25 seconds to be exact. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the entrance, the, either person's entrance was like probably three times the length of this match uh, pretty quickly. So basically what happens is Benoit backs up Jordan in the corner, but the ref gets in the in between them. So while the ref is distracted trying to keep him apart, uh, uh, what's his face? Jordan gets in like a, a cheap shot. Yeah, a cheap shot more or less. And then, and then he comes at Benoit. Benoit, that sort of triggers Benoit. And he throws him in the cross face and he taps out. And that's it. That's just a match. Yeah. Benoit gets that United States championship yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really. I have no, I mean, there's no, I don't even know what the story going is. It was, was. Whatever it, it was, was. It they had a match you know. the previous pay-per-view at Great American Bash. And I believe Jordan said he was going to win. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up getting Benoit DQ'd, I believe. Ah, okay. All right. I believe that's what it was. And that uh, upset Chris Benoit. We had the first segment of the uh, Guerrero Mysterio telenovela 
you know, called the Life of Dom, I guess. So Eddie's backstage getting ready. Vicky walks in. She wants to talk. And Eddie's like, I'm done talking. Vicky says, you know, you and Ray may be talk- done talking, but but you're not. She says, this isn't about Dom. It's about proving to Ray that you're better than him. And Eddie's like, I could care less about Dom. It's about, or, or I'm sorry, she says, you could care less about Dom. It's about hurting Ray. And Eddie says, uh, I need somebody to carry on the Guerrero legacy. If you think I'm in this to hurt Ray, you're crazy. And Vicky's like, she gets really soft. She's like, I love you. You, I know you have a heart of gold inside you, and that's not going to allow you to hurt Ray or his family. And Eddie's like, you don't think I could beat Ray either? Nobody thinks. My own family doesn't think I could beat Ray. He says, I'm going to prove I can. And he's like, but if you don't believe in me, then you need to get out of here. Go on, get out of here. So she leaves, and then he sits down, and he's just sort of trying to convince himself Mm -hmm. That he can beat Ray. Yeah. Um, this is so sad because it's only about three months before he passed. Uh, he passed that November, Ooh. and uh, this was just an. This was. It's funny because it's wrestling, so putting custody, you know, on the line. But uh, but I just love that. I mean, kayfabe. It was admitted that Dom is Eddie's actual biological child. And so I love whatever they make references on whatever show they're on now. I guess Raw, huh? Yeah. Uh, whenever Dom does, you know, the, the shout out to Eddie Guerrero, the frog splash. <laughs> that's his actual dad. But like, I love in the video pack because I, I always, I'd always forgotten about that. That they totally kayfabe Ray, you know, admitting, yeah, he's your biological dad, but I'm your poppy. You know, I'm your real dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you know. Eddie was helping us out because out of race, you know, shit doesn't work or whatever it was. I'm he trying to see if they ever did they ever go back to that, uh, come back and, or has it always just been that that Eddie was Dom's biological father in kayfabe? So I don't I don't know what happened in the immediate aftermath of this, but I mean the fact that in the build Ray admitted that. <laughs> was his biological dad kind of hard to go back on that unless they do like a dna test like i'm not sure i don't know if the actual like if the uh if the mechanics of how this happened were ever fully divulged yeah yeah i mean i wasn't watching a ton of wrestling at this time i couldn't remember if they had come back around after ray had won this match and said oh no we've done a, a test dom you know uh, your biological father is ray or not i couldn't remember Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Let me see what happened on uh, on on Raw the next night as you run down the, the next sure. adventure sure. in the so show. So we had a, a Matt Hardy, Lita, and Edge video package, and that one, next was the match between Edge and Matt Hardy. The crowd was super, super, super behind Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Super behind Matt. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, this was this was. I remember at the time, and it's 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 sad because it's funny they were running the the, the clip of Lita on on Bite This, their mm-hmm. Todd Grisham hosted mm-hmm. online show mm-hmm. back then. You know, I I don't know if she was doing this for her character, herself, or both, but she was like, from 9 to 11, I'm here to entertain you guys. What I do beyond that's my business, you know, which is probably both. It's probably like, hey, in character and out of character, this is the deal. Yeah. Um, but this was, this was a, I remember at the time, I was like, fuck that's messed up edge yeah <laughs> like no one that's real you know yeah um that was that was kind of crazy so everybody when edge attacked uh i'm sorry when matt hardy attacked edge backstage that was my only gripe i mean even back then i remember that was my only gripe god it's been 16 years was how they brought matt hardy back like edge was just randomly walking backstage with lita and matt just shows up and attacks him I'm like what the fuck that's Matt Hardy instead of having the big in front of the crowd, let yeah, the crowd experience, yeah. Yeah. you know, with the music and everything that could have been, a, that could have been iconic and an iconic return. Yeah. Well, Cause then it was um, after that, the Vince came out and said, oh, I've resigned Matt Hardy, yada, yada, yada. And this match happened yeah. and it was less than five minutes mm-hmm. as mentioned earlier. I mean, Matt Hardy got some stuff in it. It started, it, the whole match was basically a brawl. It was less of a match, more of a brawl. Uh, at one point, uh, edge drops, Matt Hardy on the top of the ring post and Matt's busted open and Edge just starts battering Matt Hardy in the head with mm-hmm. with yeah. punches and Matt waves him on bring it bring on more and then Edge kicks him in the head Hardy collapses the rest of them are checking on him Edge come over, comes over basically punts him in the head and the rest mm-hmm. says no it's over Hardy's bleeding all over the place uh, he, he can't even stand up doesn't have any more fight left in him despite what Bruce Pritchard has to say um, and he doesn't get any heat back. He gets no heat yeah. back. He doesn't. He doesn't try yeah. for any sort of poach post match attack. Nothing. He yeah. gets no heat back yeah. from this. He just gets his ass kicked. He's dead. And He's just gone, leaving yeah. all sorts of blood in the ring. And that's it. it. Was a, it was an almost cartoonish bump too yeah. when uh, Edge dumped him on the ring post because he sort of like flipped over and went like sort of skimmed the apron a little bit, went down yeah, to the yeah. bottom. It was a really gnarly looking bump. It was really impressive that he was able to like contort himself in that mm-hmm. way. Um, but no, I, I know like there was no, it was just, and the crowd was just like, oh, what? That's it? Really? And it was like the ref kept on telling Edge, get back, get in your corner. And Edge kept on coming up to him, kicking him. And the ref didn't do anything about it. He just kept on telling him to go away. And it's like, okay, can you like DQ him or something? I don't know. What was the actual result? Like the technically the result of the match? Was it a, a, a stoppage? Because stoppage. Edge won via referee stoppage. Edge won because of that. Okay. Even though he kept on kicking him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. During the storyline. Okay. So they 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 blew it off a couple of weeks later. Uh, uh, Guerrero and Mysterio blew it off a couple of weeks later, 
at SmackDown. Mm. But I don't know if there was ever one. Maybe somebody in our in our comments will let us know. I don't know if anybody ever actually um if they ever said, Oh, get no, it's it's not. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh then next we had uh Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I thought everybody, including Dom, did a really good job yeah. from a performance standpoint. Yeah. The only person in kayfabe that did a terrible job was the social worker that was sitting with Dom yeah. in the audience yeah. who really should have put a stop to this from the get-go. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like, here's it's the like She should have raised her hand and said, hold on, this yeah. has absolutely no legal standing whatsoever. <laughs> There's no legal basis to do this at all. I am from Child Protective Services. I am going to take this child away because, A, his dad just put his custody on the line. Why would Ray do that? (laughs) I watched that video package. I'm like, hold on, Ray, why would you do that? Why did you make that leap? I wonder if it's because the only – because I was thinking the same thing. The only thing in my head was like, okay, Ray knows he can beat Eddie. And to – spare Dominic further like Eddie wouldn't have stopped Eddie would have he had the lawsuit ready and you know that thing can that those things can be very protracted he is the biological father so Ray's maybe thinking he might be on some legal standing here so maybe he's like I would rather take it in my own hands than the hands of some asshole judge who Eddie known to lie, cheat, steal, and known to be quite charismatic and manipulative, could manipulate the situation. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to do a ladder match instead. <laughs> I mean, the, now that I explain it, it kind of makes sense. In, 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 in the world of, of WWE storytelling, yes. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Uh, hell of a match. These guys beat the hell out of each other in this bout. There were some nasty bumps. That one bump where... Ray, so there's a ladder set up in the middle of the ring. Eddie's climbing it. Ray sets up one bridge from the floor, from the mat in the corner to maybe about halfway up. And he backdrops mm-hmm. Eddie off the ladder, and the, the, the ladder gives out when he does it, and Ray hits like the edge of the ladder while it's tumbling. It looks like a nasty. There's several nasty bumps in this match, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a hell of a bout. Uh, at the end, uh, Eddie. Uh, hits a, a suplex. He does the three amigos on Ray. Hits the final suplex on a ladder. He climbs, and then Vicky runs out to the ring, mm-hmm. and she pushes the ladder over as Eddie is reaching for the briefcase. So Ray comes in, sets the ladder up. He starts to climb, and then Eddie's starting to get up, and Vicky pulls him off and basically holds him down, so Ray can yeah. get the briefcase. And then Dom yeah. jumps the barricade. Well, it's great they have the shot of Dom with the social worker, and the social yeah. worker just kind of nods at Dom and says, "All right, you can go in the ring now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's so taking I like little Nate out there taking care of Dom too after he does the shake in the yeah, ladder yeah, bit. Yeah. Like you said, there were some absolutely gnarly bumps in this. Um, but it was it was it was an absolutely awesome match. I thought and I thought that everybody playing it so straight mm-hmm. I thought was really good. The um Yeah, there was a couple times when I was like, how did Eddie not completely like him and Ray, like, especially when Ray uh, eventually got the briefcase oh, and he hit and he like buckled and <laughs> he came down with it. I was like, oh. be more careful. You won the match. Like, it's good. You just blew out everything. Yeah. Cause like the reaction waist. to his fall, made it seemed like he hurt himself bad. I think mm-hmm. he kind of yeah. like jolts up. Ugh. Yeah. I thought he, the bit, he blew his the knees bit, out. The bit where Eddie almost, uh, 
almost Dex Dom. <laughs> kind of a, Give me a hug. You better hug me. I'm your new dad. Uh, you're you're going to learn. You're going to learn what it's like to be a Guerrero the hard way or something like that. What do you say? My favorite line was this: "I'm your new daddy now." Essay. <laughs> he called him Essay. What was what was the line here? Because he. he Oh, you're gonna learn you're gonna the learn. the hard way what it means to be a Guerrero, and that's when he winds back uh, like he's gonna slap him. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was I think I missed that because I was laughing too hard at him saying, "I'm your new daddy now." Essay. <laughs> they should have made a shirt out of that one. I'm your new daddy now. Essay. Oh, that was so good. Ugh. That was so good. Yeah, everything though. That every they, all the shit they were doing, the electric chair there at the top of the ladder, Ray awesome. reversing that to a power bomb. Yeah. Was nuts. Um, every time they would like, like when Eddie was holding on to the uh, briefcase, um, and 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 just dangling there, oh. and then he fall, and he ends up falling down. It's like, oh my god, he totally could have snapped his leg mm-hmm. when he came down mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. The three amigos uh, with the last one on the ladder, and then yeah, I loved Vicky coming in and, and sort of. It's not even like she overpowered him. He was already pretty beat up. Yeah. But just like it's it was more of like an emotional mm-hmm. blanket for him, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, you got to stop this. Mm-hmm. Like Eddie could have probably in kayfabe thrown her off and run there. But she was like, hey, trying to be the voice of reason here. This needs you got it out of your system. This needs you've proven. Now. Yeah, you've proven that you can beat him because he was up there with the briefcase, just trying to dick with it forever until Dom started doing it, and then he called him essay. <laughs> and so it's like he had proven multiple times in that match that he, in fact, could beat Rey Mysterio. It's done. We don't need to put this kid through your 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 questionable parenting skills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, I don't even know if the social workers out there out there is gonna let this go down. So let's just uh let's save ourselves some additional humiliation. Yeah. yeah. Uh great oh, match boy. though. It was really good after that. <laughs> we had a Chris Jericho interview. So essentially the story here was that uh he was Eric Bischoff's uh hand chosen opponent to get that title off Cena. Mm-hmm. Um and he's pretty much just saying, uh, hey, I beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. Uh, Cena, you had a good run. Step aside, and uh, let's give the, the Jericho-holics and more importantly, Eric Bischoff, a champ they can be proud of. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, it's it's trippy seeing Bishop. I don't know how much longer he was in the WWE after this. I could probably look it up real quick. But, like, it is trippy to see him. Because I, I, I haven't watched a whole lot of this era. Although... I will say this. This was so like peak new metal era mm-hmm. of like everybody's theme, except for like Cena's. All was the video like, packages were new metal songs. All the video packages, except Hogan Michaels that had an uh, orchestral uh, mm-hmm. uh, music mm-hmm. behind it. Everything else was new metal. And I kind of loved it. I was like, oh, man, this is like I I appreciate new metals. The, the only time I can appreciate it is when it's in it's in old wrestling. It works so perfectly. Um, the video packages back then were so well put together. They were just so well done. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, I lost. Oh, yeah. Bischoff and Cena interacting. It was just kind of a weird thing. Like when we've done reviews 
over the past couple of years anyways, we've gone back to like, you know, Bischoff and WCW a few times, but we haven't really done many things with him in his time in WWE mm-hmm. as general manager. Mm-hmm. Kind of trippy to see all those worlds kind of collide and Jericho yeah. there with Bischoff and yeah. Jericho with his weird Bob haircut. Yeah. I think Jeff Jarrett had the same haircut around that same time. Yeah, I think he did as well. I think you're right about that. It was that. a, a popular yeah. mid-aughts hairdo, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was sort of when new Metal started transitioning into whatever like Nickelback ended up being. Yeah, they, yeah. Everybody had that kind of, oh, I'm metal, but I'm not so metal that I grow my hair out long. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Eugene versus Kurt Angle. This was for Kurt Angle's uh, gold medal, which Eugene had won prior to SummerSlam. The Kurt Angle Invitational. Yeah, where if you last longer than three minutes, you get his gold medal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it was only a couple It was in December of that year that Bischoff was kayfabe fired. Cena body slammed him, and Vince McMahon tossed him into a garbage truck. I do remember watching wow. that. Oh, garbage truck. On, That's uh, a nice detail. Right? Right? Following a trial where his history of unscrupulous actions were listed, and the garbage truck drove him out of the arena. What a nice touch um, referencing sold out in 97. Yeah, man, absolutely. They should have put him in a giant... Uh, a giant a, toilet a throne. Black yes. toilet. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, this match was short. Uh, Eugene was a pretty good worker. Oh, Nick Dinsmore's a fucking wrestler. Yeah. It is It is a crime that they saddled him with that gimmick. It really is. I mean, I under, from what I understand, I know the genesis of the gimmick... There, there, there was good intentions behind it. I understand that. I totally do. But this era of wrestling, hell, I don't know if any era of wrestling really was suitable, like in practice for this. Crowds were vicious. I mean, if you if you know the the treatment that Lita got because of this whole Matt Hardy Edge thing, like if you if you were watching back then, I think there was a chant during their match. I couldn't pick up on what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was a gnarly one for her. Um, there's all sorts of nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Similarly, putting a wrestler like this uh, with this kind of gimmick in there with a guy who is a bad guy, but also incredibly popular. Not a good move. No, I mean, the but- worst the worst is when they put him in ECW. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was a really fun match, though. Uh, Kurt Angle had the upper hand for uh, a good majority of the first half of the match, and then uh, Eugene starts making a comeback. He hits a rock bottom, gets a two, later hits a stunner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, or sorry, he, yeah, hits a stunner. And then Eugene acts like he's taking the straps down, like Angle does, puts Angle yeah. in the uh, ankle lock. Angle mm-hmm. uh, pretty easily reverses that, flings Eugene into the corner, hits an angle slam, locks on the ankle lock. Eugene taps. And afterwards, Kurt Angle goes out and gets a chair, and uh, Christy Hemme goes in the ring to cover up Eugene, and then Angle just tosses Eugene out of the ring, sets up the chair, orders the timekeeper to play his music, and so mm-hmm. he stands on the chair and has Mike Kyoto, the ref, puts the medal on him like it's a medal ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kurt Angle was gone about a year later mm-hmm. after this. Mm-hmm. He, say, he had said that he was just too banged up couldn't do the full-time schedule and uh luckily he found tna where yep. he could do the the part-time schedule yep yep um, uh this next bit was weird so you had tori maria stacy keebler some other divas i counted i thought it was uh so it was canellis maria canellis 
Stacy Keebler, Candace, Candace Mich- Michelle, Michelle, and Ashley Mazzaro. All right, was the other one, and they're all washing because they're in Washington D.C. And so the entire time there's like uh, Ed Gillespie and some, uh, one some of the other, other GOP guy, yeah, yeah, the they're sitting in the crowd. And it was also heavy on the military stuff. There was like a, a bunch of, I think, wounded warriors or, or some, you know, military veterans. Commentary there. made some reference to Hillary Clinton during the show too. I couldn't catch like I heard that twice, and I was like, "What? She's there, or members of her team are there, something. or something? I don't know what it was." Um, but uh, yeah, they're in the nation's capital. <clears throat> hot, by the way, a hot crowd, especially during Jericho Cena. Oh my they're god, really, that was a good bout. That was a really good match. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they're in, you know, they're in, in DC. <clears throat> so all the 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 the, the women they're they're washing a, the pre, a limo and they were like, you know, doing the whole bikini car wash thing where you dump a bunch of soap and you'd spray down the chest and stuff like that. And then uh and they're all frolicking. And then you get the presidential seal on the limo. It's like, oh, it's a presidential limo. And then the the window comes down and it's it's dipshit Vince, and he looks in the camera. Why not? And then it the camera goes around to the back of it, and you see it says McMahon for president. There's a bumper sticker on it. It's just the corniest, tackiest shit. Yeah. You know why not? Because we wouldn't have a functioning federal government. That's why not. <laughs> that's that's the problem, Vince. Because people like you aren't meant to be president. No, Anyways. not at all. Not at all. Uh, after that, we had Undertaker. And Randy Orton, what stuck out to me most of this match, it was a good match, was that Randy Orton's uh, trunks are the exact same now they were 16 years ago. No change. The exact same. He might still wear those same pair of trunks today. It could be. What theme do you like better? That one or the the one we got now? Because I love that one much better. Is that Ozzy singing that, that one? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. like Ozzy Osbourne. Let me double check. I, I was not watching wrestling pretty much at all back then. Hey, nothing you can say. Is it burning my light? That's got to be it. Wait, is that it? After his exit from, uh, yeah, Mercy Drive. Oh, Mercy Singer <laughs> sounds a lot like Ozzy then. It probably intentionally. Let's take a look at Mercy Drive here. Sure, sure. Oh, that, that's while, you, while you do that, uh, this match was fun. It, 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 it ended. So... Th- I believe the previous WrestleMania 20, they had a Mania match. Can't remember it before or after this. Um, uh, I feel like it was after. No, that would have been 21. That was was the Mania you went to before this one or after this one? The one I went to was uh, just a couple months earlier. It was okay. 2005. Okay, okay. so that'd been yeah. all right. Let me see if WrestleMania 22 had Orton. And, and I think it. I think the one I went to, he didn't he wrestle like Albert and somebody else, Big Show and Albert or something like that. So at 22 was Undertaker and Mark Henry. So maybe at 21 it was. Was it Orton? It was Orton. Hey. Yeah, it was Orton. It was Orton. Okay. Um, And so they came back to that feud, and they introduced Cowboy Bob Orton into it. So uh, at one point during the match, uh, Taker hits a choke slam, and a fan gets in the ring and starts kind of going after Undertaker. And you know how we know it's not a real fan because nobody really does anything. Because Undertaker doesn't beat the shit out of him right there. That's how we know it's not a real fan. Um, so he has some security in the ring that's kind of holding him back. And then uh, eventually this fan just kind of 
gently kind of pushes Undertaker into the corner. Uh, yeah. so security eventually pretty gently takes him out of the ring. Uh, Undertaker goes over, picks up Orton. Orton hits with the RKO to get the win. And so Orton <laughs> walks up the ramp to this fan, and this fan takes his wig off and the mask off, and it's Cowboy Bob. Well, the great thing is, like, the fan's up there, and everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? And why is, why is Randy, like, kind of celebrating with him? And then so, like, Randy starts taking off the dude's glasses and ripping off his mustache while uh, the dude starts taking off his wig. And then it's like, oh, my God, it's Cowboy Bob under there. Yeah. And then they both do the pose They do the pose back, back to, to back. back. I know. And I was like, I hope that was on their family Christmas card because oh. that is such a cute, adorable it thing. It really was. It really <laughs> was. For father and son to be doing that. Yeah. And then uh, Bob Orton says, now I'm your daddy, S.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your new daddy. <laughs> oh God, that, that kills me. Uh, we get a quick shot of uh, Chris Jericho backstage. He goes up to Bischoff. They shake hands, and he just goes. He says to Bischoff, "Tonight's the night, Mister Bischoff." It's like it's like corporate Jericho. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So apparently, that I'm going back to Orton's theme song. He made, the song made its debut on WWE Raw a week after Orton spit in Triple H's face after refusing to hand over his newly won World Heavyweight Championship. Nice. Mercy Drive. I wonder if they're still around. They're best known for doing that. For Randy Orton's they're, theme. And and Maven's theme. Oh. Uh, it says they were active from 2000, 2008, and then 2014 to present. So, hey, oh. they're out there on the uh On the new metal circuit, revival tours, huh? They probably open up for, you know, fucking... Or somebody. Oh, that's a big name. I'd say like uh, stained. <laughs> well, maybe it's 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 like a triple bill, you know. It could be the kind of. It, I would not shock me at all if like ninety eight five here in town like had the similar like they we went to the old school hip hop one. Mm-hmm. I think they they probably would have like an old school new metal one. It's entirely possible. An entire day of new metal. Yeah. Uh, so then we had Chris Jericho versus John Cena. Man, I miss Chris Jericho's WWE theme. What a great song! What a oh, great dude. song! It's 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 awesome. a top ten song, man. It's so good. Uh, I mean, the way they originally did, they got a little bit lazy with it like th- this late in the game. But when originally you would get the Tron, that you'd see the Tron, and then it would fade to like he's already there yeah. doing his pose. This time they like cut to him. It's sort of at a weird angle, like a three-quarters angle, and he's sort of just standing there, and then he sort of puts his arms up lazily. He's like, oh, uh, he's, I'm on an appearance feed. He's on his way out, man. He's on his way out. What can you expect? Uh, This was a really fun match. Uh, Cena was getting some booze here. It was a divided crowd. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. You always think that Cena was like super over everywhere he went, but just watch any of those one-night stands, that Mm -hmm. uh, that second Mm -hmm. one-night stand, which is, I don't know, probably six months after this. Um, And, yeah, no, he was there. There was definitely a contingent of people who were already anti-Cena. Yeah. but uh, but yeah no there is there is some very some very vocal fans it looked like they were about to start laying into each other because there was like one group of bros that were like let's go Cena and then like another group of bros down here who were like let's go Jericho and they were like like yelling at each other wow like man these guys are gonna start a riot like Puerto Rico over here man they're gonna start a riot yeah Uh, since Jericho was on his way out of course he took the L. Uh, <clears throat> so the finish was actually pretty solid. Uh, Jericho's going for a bulldog, and and Cena just gets him up for uh, AA and FU. Mm-hmm. Gets the win, but it was a fun match. No, and it was a solid. It was a solid finish, like the counter that he did. Mm-hmm. Jericho had to sort of climb on his back mm-hmm. a little bit. It was. It was. It was, it was, 
It was pretty smooth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after that, we had a JBL Batista video package. Of course, this was post the draft when they swapped places because at WrestleMania, the match was JBL versus Cena. And then uh, and it was uh, Batista versus Triple H. Triple H had been off for about four months. He came back two months after SummerSlam um, after Batista had beat him at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like a rematch of the next pay-per-view. And uh, and so, yeah, now we had, you know, JBL versus the the new incoming champion Batista mm-hmm. from the draft. I was shocked, shocked that this was whatever it was, a no DQ street fight, whatever it was. Yeah. And it's a JBL match nobody and bled. nobody bled. Nobody bled. It was short. That was shocking. It was, under 10 it was pretty short, yeah. It was under 10 They minutes. were in the crowd more than they were in the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it's in D.C. That's where Batista's from. He got a great pop. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, of course, got the win. So he hits mm-hmm, a Batista yeah. bomb. So earlier, JBL brings the ring steps into the ring and is setting mm-hmm. up for me like a, a pile driver or a power bomb off it. Uh, Dave counters with a backdrop. Batista then counters a clothesline from hell attempt with a spine buster, hits Batista bomb. He doesn't cover, though. Instead, yeah. he looks over at the ring steps and then power bombs JBL on the ring steps and yeah. it covers him on the ring steps to get the win. Yeah, it looked like it sucked. Yeah, it does look like it sucked. <clears throat> and then Batista looked at him and said, I'm your new daddy, S.A. <laughs> I'm your new daddy, S.A. <laughs> the fuck says that to a little kid? I'm your new daddy, S.A. Uh, I'll teach you how to be a Guerrero the hard way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, then we had a main event: Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Um, it, yeah, it was it was it was a match in three parts: Hogan getting his shit in, mm-hmm. uh, Shawn Michaels busting him open and punching him in the oh head about a hundred times. God, there was so much blood on that HBK's shot, arm. That shot of him with the sleeper on Hogan. Hogan's like taking yeah. a nap on his arm, just pouring blood all over. <laughs> his whole arm is red. Yeah, we had two ref bumps in this match. Yes, yeah. uh, one off a flying forearm. Uh, and then uh, Hogan boots uh, uh, Shawn Michaels into the ref the second time. Uh, the second ref bump, HBK hits a low blow. He brings a chair in, hits Hogan in the head with it, hits a top mm-hmm. rope elbow, sets up for sweet shin music, hits it. Hogan kicks out, hulks mm-hmm. out, hits the boot. The most insulting part is what happened next. He hits the boot, <laughs> and he takes a good 90 seconds. <laughs> hey, man. Doing hey. that shit. Leg you're gonna drop fuck with me. You're gonna fuck with me. You're gonna eat this. You're gonna you're gonna sell this as the most powerful leg drop, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> can't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm with Hogan so on he that takes, one, man. He gets the win there, and yeah, HBK was overselling. But I, you know, watching this back for the first time in a while, I didn't necessarily feel like I don't feel like it overshadowed the match because the instances where he oversold was such a relatively small portion of the match. I mean, it's a, it's on one hand, it's kind of a shame because. The popular perception is that was the match. Yeah, you know it was nothing. But he was but just that. bumping like crazy all over the place. That wasn't the super, case. Yeah, you see super cuts, and yeah, you can get ten good cuts of him doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, that's out of a twenty-five or twenty-minute match or whatever. I think it was like a twenty-five-minute match. Yeah, it was like twenty-four, um, I think. And uh, yeah, so uh, what what do you think Meltzer gave? Oh, this I looked match? at these. I looked all the the oh, story. He, did he gave this three and three quarter. I think. Yeah, three and a half. He gave uh, the, the ladder match three and three quarter, and that three was three and three, and three quarters. Quarter too, yeah, 
And this, the latter match and the Hogan match are both three and a half. And then the, uh, the Cena Jericho match is three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. So after the match, uh, Shawn Michaels gets back on the ring, shoves Hogan from behind. Hogan turns around. Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, extends his hand, says, he says to Hogan, I just needed to know and and find out for myself. I needed this for Mm -hmm. me. I hope you understand. And Mm -hmm. then Hogan shakes his hand and that's it. That's how the show ends. The next night, Shawn Michaels, Utterly destroys Hulk Hogan on the mic. Yeah, makes fun of his wrestling skills. Says yeah. he's only there for the money. Yeah, and uh, we can go circle back to these quotes now because this kind of uh, kind of dovetails with that. And it seems like from Hogan's perspective, again from Hogan's perspective, that was the instance where he was like, mm, "I'm not going to do this anymore." Yeah, he was like, "I'm there to do business." I don't know if you. Uh, let me yeah, I got him up right. I got him up right here. Okay, so, okay. Uh, this is from a Talk Sport article from last year. Hogan says, "If you really go behind the scenes on the Shawn Michaels things, I just sat back. I mean, this is Vince's show, Vince's thing. When we went to the dressing room, Vince came in and said, okay, I want Hogan to go over. No big deal.' Now those were Vince's wishes. If he had told me to take the super kick and do the one, two, three, even though everybody says I've never done a job. If you go back and look at my career, I've pretty much lost more matches in the last 15 years of my career than I won." Trying to get guys over from Triple H, The Undertaker, to The Rock, you name it. He says, I'm trying to help these guys so you know when Vince wanted Sean to do the job, we went out and had the match, and everybody said, oh, Sean oversold, and he was making fun of you. If Sean was really doing that, you'd have to ask him because I've seen him go take the turnbuckle. He jumps on the bottom rope and does a triple flip, which is, you know, okay, whatever, you know, and he's done it several times, not just with me. I mean, Shawn Michaels historically is a great seller, because he mm-hmm. does take it that extra 10%, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's always yeah, willing absolutely. to put his body in line to sell to make it, his opponent look good. It was a bit, it was over the top for this match. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Hogan continues, but what really happened, the reason it didn't go any longer is because I shut it down. Because the next day, so the, the Raw after SummerSlam, I was expecting to, you know, return the favor and then, okay, now you beat me and I beat you. Let's build the third match and then go to the cage and keep it going. Because he was such a great worker, I thought we were going to have a great run but it could be my fault. Maybe I had my feelings uh, too much involved, but I thought the interview was going to be, you know what? I'm, I got to give it to you, Hogan. He was better than me on that one night, but it'll never happen again. You know what? I'm quicker and faster than him. He just had that moment. He had the crowd with him. He had the momentum, but it'll never happen again. I'm asking you, Hulk Hogan, for one more match. He goes on. I thought that was going to be the business interview, but when he came out, ooh, he was too fast. He was too young. Um, apparently... That hurt Hogan's feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he continues, I believe. As much as it hurt me to have to admit this. Oh, this is actually, Ho- uh, uh, sorry, Shawn Michaels' promo. Yeah, so he said, and, and as much as it hurts me to have to admit this, I, and I remember him doing this last night, Hulk Hogan was a better man. But you had to be there to appreciate it. It was amazing. It was incredible. He was cat-like. He was agile. He was nimble. He had a catch-as-catch-can style that even yours truly, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels, quite honestly, couldn't figure out. I mean, his in-ring prowess was in so many ways and on so many levels superior to mine that I simply could not compete. And when it was over, even I, the evil Shawn Michaels, found myself falling victim like so many before me to the vicious leg drop. One, two, three, and then Chris Masters comes out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so, so Shawn Michaels, the way he, he tells the story. So uh, he was doing a, a Q&A a few years back according to this article here. This is what he said. Quote, we're going to do a best of three in the last minute. Hogan backed out. So that day, I will admit this, I poked the bear all day. 
I already knew what I was going to do. I was going to go out there and do business, but I was going to make him earn it just to be a pain in the butt all day. And that was something I did just for my own enjoyment. It wasn't right. It wasn't professional. And then Pritchard yep. on uh, Shawn Michaels' DVD. I remember this quote. Yeah. Sean was ready to do business. He was there to do business, but Hulk is who he is because of the way he does business. Yeah, Hulk does Hulk. So, who? I mean, I don't know. From from HBK's point of view, I mean, even he says what he did wasn't professional. It was memorable, though. Um, and who knows if, you know, if given another match, would Hogan have been like, mm, yeah, doesn't work for me, brother. Well, that was you the know, thing. I'll have in, to go in, over in this one too. In, he in, can take the third one, and in, who knows if that happens? Yeah, and in, in the in the the Pritchard episode on this, it was because Bruce was saying that the reason things kind of fell apart was because of Vince's indecisiveness. Do we do one? Mm-hmm. Do we do three? Do we do two? You know, and at, at various points, various conversations, based on v- accounts from various sources, it was best two out of three it would go Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Hogan, and the blow off Hogan would win at the cage, or it'd be two matches and then. Somebody, uh, there's one source saying Hogan won to win both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you, I mean, there is that concern, you know. It's like, you you, you know, I mean, ideally you do too. You, you split them one and one. It's what Rock and Cena did, yeah. you know. Yeah, Um, And and you have uh, Michaels win the first one and Hogan win the second one, just so you get the Michaels win out of the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is interesting, and I don't know, you know, Bruce, obviously, he has his own narrative as well. Mm-hmm. And doing a DVD for for Shawn Michaels, he's probably hesitant to you know to to deviate from that particular narrative. But the idea that Shawn Michaels isn't who Shawn Michaels is because of the way he does business, but he does say Shawn Michaels came to do business, and Hulk Hogan is who he is, got to where he is because of the way he does business, um, is, is pretty telling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, all you know, he he was also talking about how when they were figuring out the 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 details of the match. Whenever Hogan would give him a doesn't work for me, brother, a couple steps down the line, HBK would do a, well, that doesn't work for me either, you know? Um, so just the, the maddening amount of negotiations to put together a match like this, and it's the longest match on the card, it's mm-hmm. like 25 minutes long, mm-hmm. is um, it has got to be just the most headache-inducing thing yeah. to try to uh, mediate that. So, uh, But, you know, we end up with, with uh, a moment that, is 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 remembered anyways. yeah it's a memorable bout and it's a rem- memorable card mm-hmm. because of yeah all absolutely things, you know? so yeah but no like you said that the roster was was absolutely stacked oh, it really was i think yeah. i just said rememberable i don't believe that's a word rememberable well you know it's okay memorable sorry memorable rememberable yeah picking a the the page out of the ultimate warriors book there um, so yeah, anyways, that's going to do it for our SummerSlam 2005 review. Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Be sure to hit that like button, that thumbs up button. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button. Uh, thanks for watching everybody. We appreciate it till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.